Any changes? None. Did you go home last night? No. I'm not leaving. Not until he's back on his feet. If he gets back on his feet, he will. I don't know. The beating he took, he'll be fine. He's just so broken. He'll be fine. Hear me on this, brother. I'll, uh, I'll get you some coffee. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. Partisan died. It has been a week since an entire swath of Rainsboros. You know, several city blocks were were destroyed, and people were you know left homeless, and refugees flooding the city, and are being are being kept into camps. It's been a week since uh, all of this occurred, and today is the day of Partisan's funeral. Uh, it's a huge state event happening at the cathedral downtown. It is, you know, dignitaries far and wide will be in attendance. And, of course, you'll be attending as the guest of uh, Mr. Wreck. It's the morning of the funeral. Funeral's going to be at noon. What are you doing right now? So the funeral's at noon. And what time is it now? I'm sorry. It's morning. It's 7 in the morning. Well, I guess at 7 in the morning, I'm just kind of dragging myself out of bed. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sad. You know, Joseph is... Has been depressed for the last week since Partisan died. You know, we haven't gone on any adventures or crime fighting or anything like that. We're just kind of, you know, it's been business as usual, kind of avoiding talking about it. And so, you know, I, I drag myself out of bed. I um, I just start getting ready. And, uh, you know, once once I'm ready, I guess I'm just going to shift myself or teleport myself to the laboratory and to just the, kind of a to the laboratory laboratory okay did you got to say it like that since you're a creepy mad scientist type laboratory it's the laboratory uh, laboratory I, i'm not trying to sound like um vincent price <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish i could sound like vincent price no not i'm more like borat Okay. Where I'm just going to kind of do the, you know, I'm going to work on uh, my projects until Joseph comes to get me to uh, to hit the funeral. Uh, I'm assuming the funeral's on a weekend. Uh, no, weekday. Weekday. It's Friday. Right, well, I've taken the day off. You know, the the city has uh, been granted the day off from uh, school and all that, you right. know, and government <laughs> things. Yeah. To uh, it's a it's a citywide day of mourning. Exactly. So, you know, I I kind of went into work just to kind of. Get my mind off of things. Get a, a couple hours in at the office. Okay. So there you are at the office. We'll come back to you. Tim, where are you at 7 in the morning on the day of the funeral? I, I would probably be sleeping in my houseboat. 
Okay. Um, <laughs> no, okay. So um, I would have consulted the uh, the grandfather, James Redfeather, about what the hell I'm supposed to wear to one of these things. I mean, I, I mean, I can get a, you know, I can get a, you know, a suit. I don't have one, but I can get one. But is there something tribally I'm supposed to wear? Because you know. Honestly, Aaron, I really never paid too much t- attention myself, so I'm trying to take my cue from him. Okay. So if he would have told me to get something more, you know, of our tribe, then I would have probably procured that. And um, if he wanted me to get a suit, then I would probably be trying to get that now. Then. What do you think? Uh, what do you think that they might wear? Because you know, for, from my perspective, I'm thinking that they'd probably wear like. Uh, they could go one of two ways. They could either wear, you know, something traditionally tribal, or they could wear something more modern, like a suit, but with like a headband or a tie or or something that would that would signify the tribe. What do you think they would do? My guess is grandfather would say something along the lines of because they're having it at this at this church, we should try to match what they would be doing and maybe have enough of our culture to you know, say goodbye in our own way. Mm-hmm. So he'd probably told me to get my ass a, a suit. Okay. And so. maybe wear like a tribal headband with it or a tie or. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing I would have done is I would have consulted the council of elders about a proper way to say goodbye to an honorable warrior. And so uh, the council, just as a refresher, the council of elders is the spiritual council of elders. Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. <clears throat> it's probably going to be confusing, isn't it? No, I just need to clarify for for, yes. for myself. So, but yeah, so you know, assuming they told me that there's some kind of ritual, you know, that involves a bunch of dancing around something, sweating my ass off, then that's probably <laughs> what I would do too. Okay. So my plan is to do that early in the morning, and I hate getting up early in the morning. So at seven o'clock, that's probably what I'd be doing. I'd probably be preparing, you know, something to put in the casket or you know put on the casket that is a Native American symbol of. Uh, honoring a fallen warrior. Okay. And what do you think that symbol might be? Um, I'm not sure. I have this picture of um, weaving together grass in my head. Um, but I, I, I guess I, I, I could be open. I mean, that's my thought is I would be uh, working on a craft of some kind. I, I think that's fair. You know, you're, the tribe spent some time in uh, Oklahoma, right? Yes. So, you know, and that's a that's a plain state. Uh, maybe grasses is an appropriate representation of their of that experience. Yeah. So let's say I'm weaving together what what looks like just a a child's grass like hoop, but there's a couple different other spiritual things they've had that the council of elders said i could do mm-hmm. although some of them bitched at me for going to this this church thing that you, sh- you shouldn't be going to to a christian church when no yeah yeah especially the one that was alive back then something about uh quakers blah 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 <laughs> so you know i, I those I, fucking I, pin I, guys <laughs> right right they don't they don't say that but that's what they meant yeah. so yeah so that's that's what i'm doing and then it, i figure at like nine Mm-hmm. I will go try to get my suit because that won't be a hardship at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Um, let's see. And oh, we did Paul Andrew. Yes. 
where are you at seven o'clock on uh, the morning of the funeral? Mm. I would be uh, getting off work. Uh, the mun- funeral's at noon, right? Correct. Yeah, I would be getting off work, uh, head- heading home to sleep uh, for a few hours before getting up, uh, throwing on a suit, and meeting meeting my parents at some. Thorough, you know, I don't know the geography at a at a, at a di- you know logical location to uh, attend the funeral together. Okay. Um, would that are, are you thinking about a logical location like y'all are meeting for breakfast or are y'all are you meeting at their downtown apartment? Yeah, something like that. I, with my schedule, I probably wouldn't be eating before the funeral because uh, okay. I'd, I'd be sleeping up until I had to get up for it. But okay. uh, yeah, if, if their residence is, is convenient, that would be the optimal place to meet up with them. Okay. So I think a downtown apartment sounds pretty, pretty, pretty spot on. Okay. So uh, you'll be going going back to your place, getting dressed, and then heading to the apartment to meet mom and dad. Right. Okay. Not to be confused with Mimi and Pop-Pop. Exactly. Okay. And Wayne? All right. What time would I need to be there working security detail? You'll have to be there very early. Um, so at 9 a.m. is when you would need to report. Okay. Then I would say before that, doing basically a patrol around town trying to let off some steam beforehand. Okay. Yeah, he's not a big fan of having to to dress up in suits and stay real, you know, fairly still and calm. So he's trying to work all that out ahead of time and also, you know, basically try to put the the funeral out of his mind until the last minute. Okay. One of the one of the weird things about the death of partisan is that the the streets have been curiously quiet in terms of you know, violence, crime, um, you know, there was, a, there was a big concern that with partisan out of the picture, there would be, you know, a lot of, a lot of unrest and that, you know, people would, you know, criminals would go out and feel in their oats and, you know, the big scary is gone, you know, very minor, very small crimes have been committed, but n- nothing along the lines of, of what, you know, originally, uh, newscasters and whatnot were predicting. And so it's been pretty quiet. It's it's like even the criminals were upset that Partisan was killed, and of course it doesn't help matters that nobody knows who killed Partisan. You know, no one's been able to identify who it was that he was fighting. No one even really got a good look. You know, because it was all happening at super speeds and and whatnot. So uh, uh, it's got people kind of rattled. You are you know bouncing along the downtown area. And, you know, you can, you know, people are wearing black, they've got black armbands, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a national day of mourning, even more so it's a citywide day of mourning here in uh, Rainsboro. Are you staying up in the rooftops? You can be down street level. What are you doing? Rooftops out of sight as much as possible. So, you know, you're just rooftoping along and really there's, there's, you know, just there, there's an overwhelming sense of somberness in, in the town. Like I said, not much, not, not really any crime to speak of, but you know, you're you're out there bouncing around and you know, just keeping your eyes out. Uh, every now and then, you get to to you know, help someone avoid being run over by a car, <laughs> but really, you know, not much, uh, not much excitement uh, for the day. Paul, you're in the office. Any particular experiment or lab work that you're working on? You know, I uh, I want to be working on the uh, just mass transportation project. You know, I mean, I can teleport, but I'm trying to figure out a way to to kind of expand this technology so that 
other people have the capability without being in the same situation I, as I am, where you know I have to I have to practice yoga to not teleport automatically, things right. like that. I, I want to concentrate on that, but I'm just kind of I'm I'm really kind of bummed out. You know, I mean, today's the big day. I, I'm having a hard time concentrating. Right. Uh, do you have the radio on, or uh, is anybody in the lab with you? I have the radio on. You know, I like I like music. Uh, I, you know, it, it it's distracting to me. It's you know, it kind of helps ease my mind. Uh, in the in the lab with me, I'm going to say at this point, no one's in the lab with me. Okay. Um, you know. Uh, Joe, I haven't, I haven't, I don't think I've heard from him today at this point. Well, you know, uh, while the, the, uh, city streets have been quiet, you know, in terms of, of crime and no riots or anything like that, you know, it's just been very somber for the last week. The radio, you know, the, the, they're, they're coming in talk, doing a little bit, some news updates, talking about what's going on downtown, but they're talking about the the reaction within the walls of uh, Dalgar Island, which is you know the the the, the supervillain prison island, and it's been cheers and parties and you know the the distance microphones that they use to surveil and you know satellite cameras and whatnot into the city just show days long street parties and they're just hooping it up, yaying that uh, that partisan is dead. So you know while the citizens of Rainsboro are uh, mourning the 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 prisoners of Dogger Island are uh, rejoicing. So you know that's that's kind of disconcerting. And then you know they've been they've been playing you know sort of uh, music appropriate songs on the radio like uh, uh, Crash Test Dummies. Uh, you know Superman never made any money. You know saving the world from Solomon Grundy. You know those kinds of songs. You know all very appropriate to the passing of partisan. Uh, Tim. So you're heading off to the uh, suit store, the men's warehouse. Is that where you're going? Yeah, I'm kind of tall. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So um, you uh, arrive at the suit store and you notice that it's closed. Oh, what the fuck? And it has a little sign, you know, closed in observance of uh, National Day of Mourning for the death of partisan. It has a little American flag there. What are the odds? I'm uh you have any like what kind of building is it? Is it just a one story? Is this like a like part of an apartment thing? It, yeah, there are there is uh, high rise living up above. Hmm. You're downtown. I'm kind of casing the joint to see if there's a way I can break in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, hold on just one second. Let me pull up your character sheet. <laughs> you have a skill that might help you here, pal? No. This is, is, is this how your people... Any, uh... You didn't think to take any thieving skills when you were making your hero? <laughs> it's not going to be a theft. It's going to be a purchase without their knowledge. <laughs> I'll leave money on the table. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh. Okay. Oh, that crime I'm looking for. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So if you know, not, I'm, I'm more than willing to tell my grandfather that I am a complete d bag and forgot. So you know, you're you're, you're caging around. And of course, you know, you've got all that that uh, sneaky bastard training from the military. Right. You know, I do get that a little bit. Yeah. So you 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 see that uh, there is a what looks like one of those taller windows, not a second story window, but a window that's like about eight feet off the ground. Yeah. You know, and you you see that that's cracked a bit. 
Like someone's letting some air into that storage room. You could totally get in there. Well, then, what I'm going to do... Uh, how, how, how much of a crack can I tell? Um, it's cracked about three inches. Okay. Uh, I'm going to uh, find an inconspicuous spot to uh, go raven. Uh-huh. And I will oh, squeeze totally my... went raven. <laughs> yep. And I'll squeeze my bird ass in there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you uh, you venture down the, into the darkened shadows of the alleyway and you know transform into a raven. Yep. Can I get in the window. The uh, the drunk uh, hobo down in the in the corner isn't freaked out at all about this, and uh, you 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 morph into that raven and you fly into the window. You find right. yourself in the uh, storage room of the men's warehouse. Sweet. I'm finding myself a suit. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I'm, I'm assuming you transform back to a dude. Well, I mean, I don't hear any bells in here, do I? No. Then sure. Okay, so uh, you venture out into the store and you know start shopping. Well, I'll stay back here if there's if there, you know because I don't want to be by the windows. Okay. Necessarily. Well, you know there, there's you know they don't keep a whole lot in storage back here. Well, there so, should be something. There's some, there's some stuff, but uh, you know, it might be some mismatches. You never know. Eh. <laughs> okay. So you know, you're you're browsing around. You what, what kind of suit are you looking for, Tim? Something that is appropriate at a funeral. Which so something really, dark. Yeah. Okay. So I'm you, not looking for like a blue. T- powder tux or anything. <laughs> you would totally rock one of those powder baby blue uh, oh, yeah. uh, ruffled tuxes. I would, but not in this situation. With tails. That's inappropriate, sir. Is it? Is it? You can be set making a fashion statement at the partisan funeral. No. Okay. All right. So uh, you find a suit. You can't really tell if it's black or if it's navy blue, but you find a suit. Close enough. And it more or less fits. Does it have a price tag? Uh, yes, it is $400. Okay. How much money do I have with me? Um, well, you've got your ATM card and your, (laughs) how much money did you bring with you, Tim? Uh, well, assuming grandfather probably told me the price of a tux 20 years ago. (laughs) I probably have about two bills on me. Okay. So you're, you're sporting $200 and you've got a $400 suit in your hand. Right. I'm throwing you a bin. By the way, should have said this before. Each of you have three bennies. I'm keeping track of them here on on, on my desk, but uh, you guys can feel free to keep track as well. Tim, I just threw you an extra benny okay. for shortchanging yourself, so you've got four right now. All right, uh, I'm going to leave the two hundred dollars there. Okay. And I'm going to uh, write an IOU. Mm-hmm. That's all it's going to say. IOU. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll. Uh, Signed the coyote. <laughs> no, I don't sign it. I'm not a jackass. Um, Signed Jeremiah Redfeather. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Pier 37. <laughs> um, Indian no, town. No, no. So that's what I'm doing. Leave the $200, leave an IOU, and okay. find one of those side windows. Okay. Make sure nobody's like in the in the alley other than that bum. Uh huh. Toss it out the window. Go Raven form. Go back out the window. 
down the alley, turn back, grab the suit. Okay. So. All right. You you toss it out uh, of the window. You turn back into a raven, fly out, turn back into yourself, and you notice you notice that it narrowly missed landing in a puddle when you tossed it out the window. But it narrowly wow. missed it. Didn't get into didn't get into the muck. Sweet. You're living right today. Stuff it in my backpack and I head out back okay. on the Harley. Yeah, okay. and by the way, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, call the grandfather and tell him that Tux has been acquired, and uh, does he want me to drive him to the the, the funeral on the Harley? He says no. Cause that's, cause that's <laughs> totally appropriate. <laughs> he says no, but for you to well, meet him, <laughs> I well, guess you're riding in the car with him, like oh, like a, like a person. Oh, you don't want me to take the horse? No. You're... <laughs> then I laughed. I <laughs> All right, I'll meet him there. And okay. what time is it about now? About that's about ten thirty. Ten. Okay. Well, then I'll head right there. And then. Okay. Heading to meet your father. Grandfather. Yeah. Yes. Grandfather. Sorry. I, I'm going to make that mistake a lot. So bear that's with. That's okay. All right. So let's see. Uh, Andrew, you have uh, arrived at your home. Or you're uh, coming towards your, your apartment, right? Yeah, sure. Tell me where you live. Uh, it's it's an odd spot. So uh, it's kind of tucked away in an underused uh, corner of the city where residential, commercial, and industrial districts kind of kind of merge together in a helter skelter of poor planning. Uh, in front of the the apartment is uh, well, it's actually a, more like a brownstone than an apartment. Mm-hmm. So in front of it's kind of a block of green space that leads down to to the park. Uh, a large warehouse complex sprawls out behind the house. Uh, to the left across the street, it's, it's on a corner there, is a ramshackle bookstore that gets its little traffic, little very few people go in and out. In fact, it's kind of surprising it's still in business. Uh, and to the right of the brownstone is an old-timey theater that went out of business after a ghost allegedly began haunting it. Allegedly. Uh, it may have been me scaring people away. Spoiler! <laughs> you're, you're, you're walking home. It's surprising to see that there are a number of people out on the street. You're they're you know, seem to be milling around. Uh, there are folks with like the paper in their hand, which is odd because who the hell reads a newspaper anymore? But of course, right. you know, the big front page is, you know, news about the funeral and arrangements and whatnot. And folks seem to be kind of coming together. And, you know, um, you know, an, an, an outsider, someone looking from the outside would see that, you know, folks who are not normally neighborly are kind of joining together to to console each other, really, in, in, in these kind of hard times. And of course, the uh, challenging thing for you is that you're picking up these thoughts as you're right. coming as you're coming close to them, and sadly you're going to have to walk right through them to uh, get to your home. I can't I can't like cross the street and cross over there. You could walk a, a you, yeah you could you could you know cut back and, and make a little ninety degree turn to to come come around them, um, but you know even so you're picking up some of the some of the the their their feelings and they're just. People are really freaked out about this, you know, because if something could take down partisan, what chance does anybody have? And, you know, partisan has has saved has saved folks, you know, in Rainsboro for decades. And who's going to take care of them now? Well, and, as a, as a self-described uh, superhero poser, uh, I, I agree with them. And, and, and it kind of freaks me out a little bit and kind of kind of builds into my own anxiety and fear as I pick this up. Yeah, you could see you, your eyes kind of flick. Even as hard as you try not to 
pay attention to them because that, that kind of sucks you in. You know, you kind of, you know, glance over them. You, you, you see this mother, you know, and, you know, you immediately know that she's got two small kids and uh, she has has seen and been close to conflicts that Partisan has taken care of. Um, and, and she just there's, there's a deep seated terror, you know, deep within her that, that she's just having a real hard time with. Uh, you you move past some other guys and you know these are young men and you know the 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 eighteen sixteen twenty year old guy the, these are folks who are who often feel invincible you know you're used to walking by these kind of folks and and hearing their thoughts knowing that they feel like there's nothing in the world that that, that can touch them and you know and you've been on the other side of that when you know you're you're doing the autopsy on on some young man who's you know, been hit by a car or, you know, fallen from a building or something and, and, you know, know that they are indeed quite vulnerable. And, but, you know, they usually, you know, you can usually pick up those surface, those last surface thoughts, thoughts that they had at the end of their lives where, you know, I'm going to get through this. I'm going to get through this because they have that faith of, of their own invulnerability. But even these guys are shaken and frightened about what's going to happen now. So by the time you reach your door, you are shaken by the by these you know people that you've passed. Y- yes, yes, I am. That's that's pretty. Uh, that would be freaking my character out pretty. <laughs> it's freaking me out, and, and I'm playing a game. So. <laughs> so you reach your door. Which floor do you live on? Uh, well, it's a brownstone, so it's it's just kind of mine. Okay, so it's not broken up. It's you've got the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm a doctor. Oh, whoa. Sorry. Whoa. Elitist much? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you're in your home? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of let myself in. You know, I'll go in and uh, it's right after work. So it's probably about seven in the morning, right? Uh huh. Well, yeah. Yeah. I'll, uh, you know, hop into bed, uh, set my alarm clock for, you know, two hours and then, and then try to get to sleep. Okay. Okay, Wayne, you're zipping around town, really having found you know nothing to uh, to uh, fight or to rescue. Any uh, any change, or are you just going to keep patrolling? No, pretty much keep patrolling right up until I have to, you know, have to show up for uh, you know for work. But as I start bouncing around, right, you know, close to time for me to show up for work, I notice that. I'm starting to itch. <laughs> the uh, hives break out all over my chest. Uh-huh. And they're extremely itchy. And I'm just thinking as I bounce around, when I have to stand still, this is going to be very uncomfortable. Yes, it is. Add yourself a Benny over there. So you're sitting on four. All right. So you're all hivey and bouncing around. So you're, you're bouncing and itching. I uh, I missed one of my landings. I hit my shoulder on the ground because I'm too busy scratching. <laughs> is does it provide you any type of injury, or is it you know just an owie? Just an owie. It's a kind of a add injury to insult kind of thing. So Paul, you're uh, you're in the laboratory, really having accomplished nothing, and yeah. and uh, you know you're you're just hearing about how uh, Billy Joel has announced a. Uh, a uh, benefit concert to benefit the homeless, the the people rendered homeless by the conflict with partisan. And he'll be in town next week for that. Uh, when Joseph Reck comes in. Okay. And he's like, morning. Hey Joe. How, how's the work? <sighs> yeah. 
you know, about as well as can be expected. He nods. Have you uh, done any patrolling this week? And he, he's, he scowls at you when he asks. <laughs> A little. You know, I don't think that's very wise. We've talked about this. Yeah, but it helps keep my mind off things. He nods. Be careful. I always am. Mm. He says, well, uh, we'll be heading out of here at about uh, 1030. So uh, traffic's going to be a nightmare. And what time is it at this point? It's about nine. Well, I'm ready when you are. He nods. I'll be in my lab. He heads out. You go back to listening to the radio and working on your stuff. You, you know what? Just to, just to get my mind off things, I think I'm going to port around the city a little bit. Uh, as yourself or as hair trigger? You know, it's a good point. I am. You know, I've got time. I'm going to I'm going to switch into hair trigger gear. OK. Port around the city for an hour and that gives me enough time to switch back into my uh, funeral clothing. Describe your hair trigger gear. It is, well, it's actually, most of it's under my clothing anyway. It's uh-huh. the um, the suit that Joe designed for me. You know, this uh, skin-tight suit. Um, I'm not going to put on the, uh, the six shooters right now. Right. But I am going to put on the uh, domino mask. And I'm going to, uh, you know, basically uh, take off my over clothing, my funeral clothing, and I'm going to port around the city. Okay, so when you say you're not putting on your six shooters, yes. does that mean that they're with you or they're not with you? They are not with me. Okay. Um, essentially, you know, it's kind of like a Spider-Man swinging around the city just to get his mind off of things. Okay. I'm porting, porting around the city or shifting around the city just to kind of, you know, just to, it, it eases my mind a little bit. Okay. Uh, any particular destination, or are you just randomly hopping? I'm thinking of random places. Random places that I've been, just okay. to kind of, uh, you know, check out the city, see how th- things are going. Okay. You're bouncing around. Uh, really kind of the same kind of situation I told Wayne about. You know, the city's quiet, very somber, uh, not much activity beyond, you know, people getting ready for the funeral. Uh, folks, you know, folks that you do see wandering about town are either wearing black or they're wearing the black armbands or, you know, clearly, you know, the whole town is sitting Shiva. I mean, it's just very, very somber, uh, and in mourning. I'm guessing more so than usual, people aren't looking up because I mean, partisans dead. Who would, who would they see? What's up there? Yeah, exactly. What's up there? Yeah, it's the Folks have been used to seeing the big guy, you know, flying around the skies for years. And, you know, the city's curiously quiet in his absence. So, uh, uh, Tim, you have uh, reached the reservation and uh, uh, which I, I'm, I'm reluctant about calling it a reservation because it's really more of a, of, a, of a town in and of itself. And, it, you know. It's not like anybody has put them there. These guys have built it themselves. Is there a better way to refer to this part of, uh, of Rainsboro? Not that I can think of at this time. Okay. Well, if we think of a better name, I, the re- reservation just seems like some place that people are sent, you know, versus, you know, some place that you have uh, 
conquered on your own. <laughs> tribal lands is fine. Okay, tribal lands. Okay, so you're there in the in the in, in the tribal lands, and at your father's home, where uh, uh, you pull up and you see that there's a, a a strange car there. Your your grandfather uh, drives a a, a big uh, SUV, and uh, you know because fuck the environment. And uh, yes. <laughs> and uh, you see the familiar uh, red Mustang of uh, Patrick Ironclaw, who is one of the uh, the members of the council, mm-hmm. and really kind of a douche. You don't much care for this guy. Great. <laughs> so you 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 arrive. Are you a door knocker? Or you just walk on in because it's your grandfather's house. No, he would bust my balls if I didn't at least show some respect. So I'll knock. Okay. You knock, and uh, his uh, his uh, loyal house servant. <laughs> he has a fellow who helps him with, with, with the house. You know, he's a, he's a doctor, and you know, full time on the council, and right. uh, he doesn't have time to, to keep up his uh, his home. So he's got a guy who works for him there. His name is Steve, okay. and <laughs> he's a white guy. You know, Steve. He works <laughs> he works for uh, for your grandfather. He's like, oh, <laughs> Jeremiah, how you doing? What's up, Steve? Oh, nothing. You, uh, your, your, your grandfather's in the study. Yeah, is he, is he with somebody? Uh, yeah, he is with uh, uh, Mr. Yeah, Ironclaw. Yeah. yeah, I could tell. All right, Steve. Well, you keep up the good work, my good man. Hey, can I get you anything? Uh, hey, you know what? Can you iron this? Because I think I wrinkled it, throw it in the bag, and I and I toss up my suit. Coming right up. Thanks, Steve. Anytime. He uh, that- he ventures down the hallway. Your uh, your grandfather has got this great house. You know, it's very comfortable. You know, it's got it's full of memories. You know, even though you know your 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 the tribe didn't grow up in this area, the family has been here for years. And you know, you remember your your with very fond memories your grandmother and you know how there was always something to eat when grandma was alive. That uh, you're am- you're amazed that you didn't grow up not just fat both diabetes. Uh, because you know there was always just good and wonderful food when Grandma was around, and there are pictures of you and the and the and your cousins and and just you know big huge family events, whole place is just layered in history, in your history, not just your tribe's history but your own personal family history, and you know as much as your grandfather busts your balls and as much as he is not a warm and fuzzy guy, this place, more than any other place in the world, is home. You know, I take a sec before going into the study, just kind of looking around the pictures, and I see one of the ones that that we had when we uh, it was the last powwow that uh, I was at in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, about five minutes later, I'll go into the study. Okay. You uh, come in, and you you hear just right as you're walking through, "Damn it, James, be reasonable!" And he's like, "We're done talking about this." And you come through the room, and you see the, the both. Just, you see the color is up in in Iron Claw's uh, uh, face, but you know your your grandfather steady. Mm-hmm. And Iron Claw just you know grumbles something, and, and your grandfather says, "We'll discuss this later." Fine, he looks at you. You're taking him. I am. I'm taking my grandson. <laughs> he just snorts, walks past you. Wasn't my choice. I yell over my shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> Your uh, grandfather looks at you. I, well, it wasn't. 
<laughs> you will represent us with honor today, my grandson. Absolutely. Uh, I got Steve Ironman Tux. I, I got all crumpled. You know, tuxes don't ride real well on the Harley. A tux? Suit? Something. Thank you. Okay. Hopefully a suit? Sure. Your grandfather it was, is. It was dark. <laughs> he shakes his head. I, Do you know that uh, you, you know the the price of suits have gone up? Oh really? Yeah. Luckily for you, I got a layaway special. I hesitate to ask. I trust you'll be ready when it's time to go. Absolutely. Have you eaten this morning? It's going to be a long day. Uh, no, I had to. Uh, I talked to our special friends. They they had some suggestions on ways to uh, say goodbye in an appropriate. Native American salute to a warrior kind of way. So I was up all all all, all morning sweating my balls off doing you know the hee ha he I always stuff. You know so. you would you would think that you know as as a temporal and yet even spiritual representative of our tribe, you'd be a bit more respectful of our ways. No, that was a, that was a direct quote, Grandpa. Uh. Well, see that Steve feeds you before we go. Uh. Absolutely, I like Steve's pancakes. They are they, they are something to behold. So, uh, anything that you want to elaborate on? You 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 made him uh, fairly angry. If it's tr- if it's just council business, I'll let it be. But it seemed more than that. It's council business. Don't worry about it. He's All right. he's just a bit more Western than I care for. He's a douchebag. Oh, I'm sorry, that's not the proper term. He's not one that walks with the favor of his elders. Is that more like what you'd want me to say? That is correct. There we Thank go. You. Thank right. you. I'm going to go hit up Steve in the in the kitchen. Do you want anything? No, I'm good. I'm all good. Right. We'll right. be leaving well, before I'll, before long. Oh, yeah, no. Steve will have it all ironed out. I'll, I'll, I'll get ready. Right. I'll be ready in 15 minutes. Very good. All right. Okay. Um, Andrew. You awake? Yes, sir. Okay. Your alarm goes off. It's that time. Uh, all right, I'll, I'll I'll climb out of bed, go go start some uh, coffee, grab a quick shower, shave my stubble off, throw on a you know a suitable suitable probably dark gray uh, suit, uh, and a nice tie. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, pour my little little mug of coffee and head out and hop a. Would it be far enough away to drive, or would it be close enough to walk? Um, you're uh, at the juxtaposition of several little areas. You probably walk, maybe a twenty-minute will, walk. Yeah, I will just head on out and start heading toward uh, uh, mom and dad's place downtown. All right. So your city apartment. You arrive at mom and dad's place, and you know you kind of walk through the city, and it's the same thing that I was I've been describing to the other guys. Just the, the city is beat down. You know, all one can do is hope that you know the funeral helps them get past this, finish their morning, and help them move on. Because the city's in a bad place right now. A bad, bad place. You arrive at, uh, at your, your folks' high-rise. The bellman sees you, immediately you know, tips his hat, greets you, open, lets, the, lets you in through the door. Uh, you get up to the penthouse where, of course, you know, mom and dad reside. Mother and father, if you will. And, yes, uh, yes. The door opens before you ever have an opportunity to knock. Your uh, the uh, uh, your your mother's uh, maid uh, saw you coming. 
She greets you, takes your coat. Your parents are in the living room, sir. Thank you, Carmelita. <laughs> You're welcome, sir. Never making direct <laughs> eye contact. <laughs> well, well, as yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, I will. I will. I also hand her my mug of of empty. You know, that's now as just the dregs of my coffee. And I'll head and see mother and father. She asks if she can bring you another cup of coffee. Mm, that would be that would be that would be fine. And uh, if you have any pastries left over, that, that, I have a feeling it'll be a long day. She nods and heads off. You enter into the into the living room. Uh, you know your your, your mother has uh, exquisite taste. You know uh, everything is is finely appointed. One would characterize particularly the living room uh, as furniture that is uh, more attractive than functional. Very uh, uh, French in appearance. Nice uh, uh, wingback sort of chairs with. Silk finishings, that kind of thing. It's just you know very, very nicely appointed. Right. And uh, mother and father uh, are in the room. Mother is is wearing a a, a dark suit, uh, and your your father also is wearing a black suit, red tie. Uh, son, good to see you. I will I will go over to my mother first, of course, and give her a peck on the cheek and greet her warmly. Then she, she smiles. I'll head over to father, and we'll well I'm sure we'll shake hands. Exactly. Uh, Meaningful. Ask him, yeah, ask him how, how the business is going. Fine, fine, fine. Ah, Audits, fine. Audits. Yeah, good, good, good. Carmelita comes in, quietly sets down a fresh cup of coffee and a, 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 a plate of two pastries. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll ask them what, what they think of this uh, recent development with Partisan. I think it's bad, your father says. I think that uh, the city's got to quickly find a new hero. Um, this city has, has lived under the protection of a partisan for, for too long to be without. But I, I can't I can't think of any of, of anything or anyone who's ready to fill that role. Uh, I'll ask him if he's saying that the city's grown grown soft with uh, while, while comforting or the kind of protective blanket that partisan provided. I don't disagree with you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't disagree. I, I think I think we we have grown soft under the you know, watchful guy, uh, gaze of this shepherd. But I tell you, son, these sheep need protection. And I don't think there's anyone out there, even, even from the World Defense Force, I don't think there's anyone there, even that justicer fellow, I don't think there's anyone there who's ready to step into this role. Mm, indeed, indeed. Uh, I, I imagine we will make small talk uh, yes. for a while. You know, pointless right. banter. Your mother, of course, asks the inevitable question. Are you dating? Are you seeing anyone? Oh. <laughs> what about that nice Julie girl? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to excuse myself to go to the bathroom. <laughs> ah, cowardice. <laughs> I'll tell her to hold that thought. I'll be back in a minute. All right. Well, we're not going to role play what you do in the bathroom. No, no. So. Wait, what dice do you roll for that one? Uh, a d12. It's a d12. When a six explodes. And you divide by six to determine if it's a one or a two. <laughs> <laughs> and if you roll a one or a twelve, it's both. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a whole poop chart to tell you the, the, the quality of the poop. Okay, moving on. We got a whole thing there. 
Uh, when I come back out, I'll ask him if they'll, you know, uh, when, when we'll be setting out, try to change that conversation. Okay, well, I'm going to come back to you. All right. Uh, Wayner, it's time. It's time to be at the church. All right. So uh, tell me, tell me how you how you get there and uh, how you you know what you do to dress appropriately. Okay, uh, I stop a couple of blocks away in an alley. I pull my backpack off, get get changed into the clothes that I brought. Um, I, unless they have some sort of specific uniform for security, I'll be wearing you know just a a suit. That's pretty wrinkled because it's been shoved into a backpack. Looks kind of disheveled. They do have a specific uniform that they gave you when you signed okay. up for the job. I'm wearing that uniform that's been shoved in a backpack and it's very <laughs> disheveled. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, just kind of itchy, trying to, uh, trying to keep from itching as I walk out of the alley and down the couple blocks to the church. Okay. So uh, you're right. There's a special checkpoint for the security folks because they have to vet you and make sure you're the guy who, you know, uh, checked out the suit. They run you through that, you know, validate that you are indeed who you say you are. And you're in this group of about 30 other security guards. There's a whole lot more than that, but this is the little squad that you're involved in. They issue you your radio. Uh, You're not armed. The idea is not to to have – you're not serving in the armed security guard. You're just kind of eyes and ears on the ground. You know, and uh, there to render aid uh, if need be. If if something really awful occurs, you call in and, and guys, you know, who are more more equipped to handle the emergency than, you know, the rent-a-cop is, because um, that's not a derogatory phrase at all. Um, <clears throat> you know, that's kind of the role that that you're uh, 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 fulfilling. Yeah, I'm sure with my bills, I'd never pass the safety check to. The background check to actually be the guy with the gun. Exactly. You're a little shifty. A little shifty. You're a little bankrupt and shifty. So, okay. So, um, you actually pull um, assignment within the church itself. You'll be, you know, standing off in the wings, you know, observing, and again, just making sure things are running the way things ought to be running. And if you see anything out of the norm, your job is to call it in. I'm pretty happy about it, but I try not to like let it show because the whole reason I signed up for the security detail besides needing money was it was the only way I could get in the church for the funeral. And I wanted to actually be there, you know, for that funeral. Right. But had no connections at all. Right. Well, excellent. Okay. Um, you're approaching, you know, you're, you're, there's, uh, press all over the place. And, you know, as they're, they're walking you in because, you know, you've got the special clearance. And so you're, you're, you're having to be marsh, uh, escorted in and then released into, the, uh, into the, the church itself. But as you're approaching a press everywhere, and everybody's getting interviewed, you know, people who are around. And so there are like uh, uh, docents for the church. You know what, do you know what I mean when I say a docent? You know, somebody who's educating about the structure itself. Because, you, okay. you know, the, the cathedral there in Rainsboro is, number one, more than 100 years old, um, you know, built by immigrants, uh, a, a fine example of traditional Euro-Gothic architecture. You know, it's got the, the sweeping steeples and the gargoyles and all of that. I mean, it's, when you think cathedral, 
this is what this place is. And it's gigantic. It's big enough to hold a state funeral. It's big enough to hold a funeral for somebody like Partisan. And, of course, it has all of the the artistry, the uh, stained glass, and all of that to, to go with it. And So as you're walking up, there's a fellow being interviewed. And uh, he's wearing a name badge that shows that he's a member of the church, you know, and he's talking to the press about the architecture. And you hear him going, you know, I hear a lot of talk. I hear a lot of talk about, uh, you know, the stone cutting over there in Jersey City is better than our stone cutting here in, in uh, Rainsborough. And I got to tell you, these stones were cut by real live, honest to God Jews. And we got ourselves some good Jews here in Rainsborough. We got some, some better goddamn Jews than they got over there in Jersey City. That's all I'm saying. You walk past you. <laughs> from from the interview, um, inside the church. I mean, it's, I know, actually make a mental note of the guy's speech and his voice patterns. And it's like, okay, yeah, I may not be able to get press right now, but I'm going to do that voice next time I'm on stage. <laughs> um, you uh, enter the church. You come through the front doors, and they're gigantic doors. You know, like twenty feet tall. You come through, and it's a. You come into the into the uh, foyer large area doors directly across from that that lead into the sanctuary you know the, the actual church part of the building and uh, you're taken off to the west side of the church off into the sides and it is literally if you were a uh, bride and you were walking from the back door all the way down to the altar it would be about a tenth of a mile to make that walk that's how large the cathedral is so big, big place. So you take up you take up your space over off in, on the on the west side of the church. Um, Paul, I think it's your turn. Okay. Uh, you and Joseph um, are in the car. He has a driver, mm-hmm. and uh, you're on your way. You 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 did your little uh, tour of town again. Nothing really occurred. Nothing big uh, uh, that that. You know, was of concern. Uh, again, somber town. You're driving. Traffic's a bitch because there's, you know, uh, blocked off roads. You know, you've got dignitaries coming in, all kinds of different officials. And uh, it's taken a little while. But, of course, you know, Joseph being who Joseph is, his car gets preferential treatment through some of the uh, roadblocks. So uh, you guys arrive. And, you know, Joseph is quiet on the ride. He doesn't really have a lot to say. He seems, you know, ever since uh, Partisan died, he's been very disturbed by this whole thing. You know, at this point, I'm kind of used to it. Mm-hmm. I, I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna kind of ride in silence until we get there. Okay. So y'all arrive. The doors, the doors open, and uh, you know, it's you know. For, it almost has that feeling of like, you know, Oscar party, <laughs> you know, all the beautiful people are coming in this way, except there's no red carpet and there's no, you know, paparazzi out there saying, what are you, who are you wearing? Who are you wearing? Except there is a bunch of press and they're, you know, shooting, you know, the arrivals and, and whatnot, but it just doesn't have that ebullient, you know, uh, festival kind of atmosphere that like the Oscars would have. Instead, you know, still very, very somber and as respectful as one can be with all the press that's there. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and you can hear them voicing. And here we have Joseph Reck emerging from Reck, Reck Industries. And you know, who's that with him? I don't know. I'm not sure who that is. Who do you think? And so there's all this speculation about who the young woman is that's with Joseph Reck. This could be his, the new love interest we've heard so much about. Who do you think? You know, that kind of thing. Gotcha. Okay. And, you know, uh, uh, Joseph just kind of, you know uh, – uh, patiently nods, smiles, waves his hand a little bit, still respectful of the situation, uh, and you know takes your arm and leads you off towards the church. You know, I I want to say something, but as soon as he grabs my arm, I kind of and he's not like pulling your arm. It's just that whole I'm escorting you somewhere. Yeah, but it's enough for me to know that I shouldn't be I shouldn't mouth off to the press. <laughs> okay. Um, you, um, okay, I'm going to come back to you, Tim, okay. you and, uh, and Gumpa Redfeather, uh, arrive and, you know, he, he seems startled when someone opens up his car door as y'all pull up and, uh, he's like, Hmm. All right. I guess we get to do this now. <sighs> all right. I'll get out. Okay. Um, the two of y'all, you know, the, the valet takes the car off and, uh, y'all come in and you you hear the 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 news reporters you know saying something and that's uh that what was your father grandfather's name again Jacob James James uh, and that's James Redfeather and and who is that oh I believe that's his grandson Jeremiah Redfeather never really amounted to much generally a family disappointment didn't he serve didn't he serve in the military yes yeah, so we believe he he did serve in the military still not much known about him. I'm just taking my cue from Grandpa at this point. <laughs> I know, I know when it's, when I'm allowed to cock off and be a can be a, be a uh, a jackass. This is not one of those times. Um, y'all walk up. You're, you know, you, there's several people ahead of you. You know, the crowd is is there, and the uh, people are being seated, and they're they're appropriate appropriate places. And you can see, you know, several people up ahead. That Joseph Wright guy, and hey, there's a cute little chick with him. Yeah, I whisper, to, I whisper over to my grandpa, just what I wanted to be on a Saturday afternoon, the site of white oppression. <laughs> it's a Friday afternoon, but uh, <laughs> yeah, white oppression. Never, you go. never good with calendars. Yeah, well, you know, um, Andrew, uh, you arrive, you know, same kind of scenario, you know, uh, the press is all, oh, yes, there's, uh, you know, there they are, blah, 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 you know. Uh, right, because your parents are somebody, you know. Right, and you know, there's their their son. Oh yes, a horrible accident, very promising medical career, you know. You know, blah blah. You know, not much now. You know, you know, you know. Horrible disappointment to the family, you know, that kind of thing. What? <laughs> <laughs> Just a horrible disappointment to the family. A crucial blow. Your general, uh, you know, uh, turn in your career. Being a doctor, not a. Or is it just that I? Is it just that I'm a, a mort, not a mortician? Just that I'm a, uh, a forensic uh, guy. That's right. That's right. Mm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of guy. All right. Well, I will. You know, I've got my gloves on and my uh, uh, walk in with the family. That's right. Now, you know, there's a whole lot of people here. Oh yeah, I know. It's uh, it's gonna be bad. I I brought some extra uh, medication with me. It's uh, it's gonna be uh, be kind of rough. You know. Oh you, yeah, it's it's the, the, not gonna be fun at all. But, you know, there's a little bit of a difference here. You know, here you are at the funeral and a lot of the 
lot of what you're sensing, you know, certainly there's some true mourners here at the funeral, but a lot of what you're picking up is, you know, it's important that I be seen today, you know, and, and did I get a better seat than that guy, you know, because placement is everything. And so, you know, you're, 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 you're hearing some of those, those, uh, disparate kinds of thoughts in terms of, you know, you're, you're, you're expecting the, the crush of mourners here because that's what you've experienced all over town. Right. And it's a little bit different here. Not so much mourning. So a little strange. Mm. A little strange. I don't, I, don't, I don't like that. Yeah. So, you know, uh, you take your seat with your seats with your parents and it's as I described uh, to Wayne earlier. And, you know, you can see, I mean, just everybody's here. You know, the mayor's here. You've got senators here. Um, the president's wife is here and the vice president is here. Um, dignitaries from, from various countries. I mean, this is a big darn deal. And the place is packed. I mean, they, they couldn't have, have fit, you know, uh, uh, more people in here if they tried. And, you know, there is, there's even overflow for, you know, the regular people's. Uh, outside in the uh, in the the, the uh, grounds of the church and into the park, you know, if you'll recall, the cathedral is is there into the university area and is bridged by the by the big city park. So they've they've put all this stuff up on screens and speakers so that you know people can see it uh, outside. Uh, there, up at the altar, is a very large uh, coffin draped in the American flag. The the church is is uh, a lit and candles, uh, a slight haze of incense. The organ is playing a, a prelude piece, very somber. People are, you know, it's it's a it's a Catholic uh, uh, cathedral, and so you know, many folks who who are either Catholic or Anglo-Catholic, you know, you'll see them genuflect, genuflecting or bowing, kneeling as they, uh, uh, you know, take their seats, you know, uh, paying reverence to to the altar and, and the cross up, up ahead. Um. The prelude stops and a, a, uh, a, a hymn plays, you know, and uh, in comes all of the, uh, the, the clergy and the altar party. Uh, lots of robes, very colorful. A lesson is read. Uh, a psalm is read. Another lesson. You know, the service is, is, is carrying forward. And uh, you see a, a young man who is wearing the, uh, the vestments of the clergy, he steps up to uh, the pulpit, which is, you know, risen, you know, about six feet off the ground, you know, allowing, allowing everyone to be able to see him. He seems kind of nervous, you know, he, mm-hmm. he's a young fella, not a bad looking guy. Uh, there are, uh, let's see, um, Andrew, you, you recognize him. Uh, this is, uh, and I'm suddenly drawing a blank on his last name, Father Dominic uh, Argento. Yeah, Father sure. Dom- and he's he's a he's a big guy here in town. Uh, not he's that popular. We he like him. Very yeah. very popular with uh, with the, the members of the church, though. Uh, there are, he is not very popular amongst the clergy or amongst church leadership here locally. But the the people love this guy. We call him Father Dunk. He's <laughs> <laughs> all that basketball. <laughs> And you know, there's the the the, the he the uh, pipe organ music stops, the choir stops singing. It's just dead quiet in the church. Okay. And it's just just long kind of pause. Wayne, you're watching. You know, uh, 
watching the crowd, you know, and, and kind of getting lost. You, you're, you keep becoming transfixed on, you know, Partisan's coffin. Um, and he, <clears throat> he clears his throat. And he says, you know, I wanted to be a superhero when I grew up. Seeing Partisan on the news each night, responding to disasters, saving people's lives, protecting us from those who do us harm. Partisan was the hero I wanted to be. Wayne, you you know you see a, a, a figure, you know, and of course there's figures all over the place, but you, your eye you catches onto a figure, uh, black trench coat, and he's coming down the aisle, uh, moving in towards the seat. Partisan was selfless, Father Dominic continues. He continually gave of himself, day or night. Our friends in the press know what I'm what I'm talking about. Reporters working the partisan beat referred to it as the partisan shift, meaning any sleep you got was usually in the cab ride getting to wherever Partisan was. I remember the Time Magazine article that estimated Partisan's work week to be in excess of 100 hours. What finer hero could there be? You see the – Wayne, you see the fellow in the, in the trench coat. You know, he goes down, genuflects, you know, kneeling down uh, before he, he steps into his seat, hand on the ground. Of course, Partisan, Dominic continues – had that quality that put him far and away from other heroes, and which in many respects allowed us to take him for granted. He could not be killed, or so we thought. And Wayne, you notice the fella as he, as he puts his hand on the ground, there's a flash. And all of a sudden, the ground rumbles from between him all the way up to the altar, where Partisan's coffin is. And this gigantic explosion erupts under Partisan's coffin, sending it rocketing to, to, to the rafters. Fire and smoke and just explosions. People are screaming and running. It's a wild panic inside the cathedral. Am I anywhere near one of the confessionals? Uh, yes. I... Uh... I pop in the confessional. It probably looks like I'm a, a coward running away from what's going on. Uh-huh. And uh, when I'm in there, I make reach. Change. Oh, sorry. I don't make the full change because I don't have the whole costume with me right now. Okay. I left. I didn't know. I didn't think I could get it through security. Sure. So I have the security costume with just the mask on. Uh huh. I you know I pull the mask out. I put the mask out, and then I uh, I step back out and I'm looking for that guy. Okay. So I'm going to deal initiative now. Tim, you got an ace. Andrew, you got a six. Paul, you got a two. And Wayner, you got an eight. So we're going to go with Tim first. Tim, uh, you guys are kind of close. The tribe got kind of preferential treatment up towards the front. The uh, you know the explosion has just occurred. You know, fire is raining. Debris is flying. Uh, you know, your your grandfather's kind of you know uh, got his hands up over his head. You know, protecting his face. What are you gonna do? Uh, well, I was really hoping they'd give us the crap seats. Now, considered. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so we're probably closer to like the back. No, you're up. You're up close. Right, but to I the, mean, altar. the other doors. Oh yes. Uh, I escort Grandpa the, the hell out of there. The foot the hell out of there. Yes. Okay. So that that's your All move right. is, is to try and get him through the crowd. I need, yeah, I need to get him safe, and then I can address whatever I can try to address. Okay. So, uh, what's your agility? Agil- agility D10. Okay. So, uh, 
normally your your target role would be a four, but you're ha- you're having to move amongst all of these peoples. So I'm going to make your target roll a six. Roll them bones. Don't forget right. your wild die. Yeah. Uh, six explodes. Seven. Dude, you uh you uh, uh get him about midway down. You know, uh, and made, made just really good uh, time before you hit the, the crush of people. So you, you've got another round before you can get him out the door. Okay. Oh, I was going to go for the other doors. For the uh, – for like side doors? Is that what you're looking yeah. for? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm assuming there's doors – like Absolutely. Close. If we're in the front, I'm yeah. assuming there's okay. doors. So I'm sorry. I thought you were going out through the back. So uh, going to the side doors, you got him to the side doors successfully. All right. Okay. Sweet. So you, you're releasing him off on his own? Yeah, and then I gotta find a place to hide. So that'll okay. be next round. Alrighty, Wayner, you come bouncing out of the uh, confessional. Okay, I'll say one action was the actually jumping in and putting the mask on. Okay, because that that would take a little time. Uh, basically, if I can see the guy, I want to leap through the air and try to come down, kicking him. Roll your notice for me. I think you've got a D four in that. Yep. Okay, so D four and your D six. Uh, D6 came out as a four. Okay. So you do see the guy and, uh, you know, there's lots of folks running past him. You see that his trench coat has opened up and he's wearing a red shirt with some kind of lettering that you can't read on it. And he's wearing, uh, black military pants and, uh, uh, black, uh, uh, combat boots. I, I said, jump up into the air. Okay. Angling towards him, try to come down and, uh, Basically, try to drive my feet into him. Okay, so that's going to be your fighting, and that's a what a D ten, a D eight. D eight. So your D eight plus your D six, and your target number is going to be a six. D eight was an eight. Ooh, roll that again. Four. Okay, so that's a twelve altogether. So that's a hit with a raise. And um. Roll your damage for me. No. Okay. All right. Twelve. He uh, goes stumbling back. And next up is Andrew. Your mother is uh, freaking the hell out. Y- yes. Yes. That, that sounds about right. Uh You know, I would imagine that with all the, the people crowded in here that I'm Fairly ineffective. I'm going to try to kind of put myself in between. Aren't you kind of ineffective all the time? I thought we were talking about my character. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Awkward. Yeah, oops. Uh, I'm going to try to position myself in between uh, uh, the bad guy and my parents to try to kind of slowly try to back them out of uh, the uh, chapel. Okay, so you're trying to escort them out? Well, yeah, well, while kind of putting myself in between... Uh, in between them and the bad guy. Okay. So uh, roll your agility and your target number six. My agility. Okay. With a wild die. Yes, sir. I, I got a six. A six. Very good. So uh, you uh, are you taking them to the side doors as well? Uh, I expect where we're seated. That'd probably be the best way I- to go. So your doors are on the other side, are opposite of where uh, Tim, uh, where the Red Feathers were. So right. you've got them off over there, so that you've got them successfully off to the side. And Pooley. Yes. 
What you going to do, yo? All right. Uh, first thing, I'm going to ask Joe. Um, so, Joe. So, Joe. <laughs> uh, if, if, if that guy looks familiar to him. Because Joe was kind of there when Partisan died. Right. Never seen this guy before in my life. Okay. Let's kick his ass. So, I'm going to go for the priest. Not to attack Kill him. him. Kill the priest. Kill the priest. <laughs> <laughs> He's possessed. Let's do it. That's a lot of trouble. Do it, Paul. <laughs> Screw Father Dominic. Fuck that guy. Well, um, you do look over and you see no sign of Father Dominic because he was so close to where the explosion occurred. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so I see. Uh, you know, I'm going to... Um, and Wayne has gone first and already attacked the guy. Yes. With the uh, uh, trench coat. Yes, and you did. You do with see some nearly as much care as he should have had for everyone around. Then that's in the middle of panicking. Well, I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to assume that this guy is bad. I'm going to pour it up close <laughs> and uh, take a take a swipe. Now you're assuming that uh, Father Dominic is bad. No, that the uh, guy in the trench coat that Tim drop kicked. Okay, so you're going after him. Yes. Okay, and so what are you going to do there? How, how, what are you going to do to him? Now I don't have my guns on me yet. No, you don't. Um, should I go back and get my guns? Yeah. Just like a woman. You probably won't need them. Okay, I'm gonna pour it up close and try <laughs> to make a switch. Are you? My are you listening to Aaron? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'm gonna pull close and take a and take a punch at him. Okay, so you 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 beam over there, and uh, you 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 appear right next to this security guard wearing a a colorful mask. Yes, and <laughs> the uh, <hair> luchadors. It's <laughs> <laughs> the best security ever. <laughs> okay, five. Would you roll? Uh, five. Five. You hit him. Okay. You you cold cock him, and he goes spinning around, and suddenly you hear hands off the boss man. You see two ninjas come flipping in to the uh, to the fray. They come landing down on either side of the aisle, and there's actually one of them is actually swinging at uh, citizens as they're you know uh, you know attendees as they're fleeing. You know, and, and whacking them, you know, like in the back and in the leg and whatnot with his great big long katana. The the two of them are similarly built, but you notice the one, the quiet one, uh, is uh, a, a little bit bigger, a little bit more brawnier, while the other guy's a little bit more slickery. But they're wearing the the, uh, the black ninja outfits, you know, geared up completely as ninjas. Um, and then uh, across uh, over at the altar. Uh, you see a you know woman in skin tight red leathers that she fills out rather nicely. Flame is tickling at the edges of her long auburn hair, and she's hurling fireballs out at the crowds. Jesus, what? ninjas are balls! And down in the bottom of the panel, it says to be continued. Knights of Rainsboro is a production of IdeologyOfMadness.com music generously provided by Derek Kane. For more information about Derek and his music, visit penmachine.com. Outro music is provided courtesy of Dan Kelso. You can find these and other great pod-safe tunes at musicalley.com. 
All goat sex involved in the production of this podcast was purely consensual. 